the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. It's Wednesday, June the 30th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on June 30, 1971, the Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to three that the government could not prevent the New York Times or Washington Post from publishing the Pentagon Papers. Today in 1857, Charles Dickens, he read from A Christmas Story for the first time. They used to, prior to video and movies and all that kind of thing, they used to, uh, these guys like Charles Dickens, would go to these famous halls and they would read their works as a way of introducing them to the public. And it was a big deal. People would stand in line. Um, I think it for Dickens' readings, it may have been this one, The Christmas Story, uh, the line was over a mile long out on the sidewalk trying to get into this uh, hall or this theater to hear this first reading. So it was a big deal. Anyway, Charles Dickens, A Christmas Story, the first time today, 1857. Today in 1865, eight people, including Mary Surratt and Dr. Samuel Mudd, they were convicted of conspiring with John Wilkes Booth, the assassin of President Abraham Lincoln. Four defendants, including Surratt, were executed. Mudd, the doctor, he was sentenced to life in prison. Then he was pardoned later by President Andrew Johnson in 1869. Today, 1908, the uh, Tungsta, I think that's how you pronounce that event, took place in Russia. An asteroid, they say, asteroid, that's their words, not their, their words, not mine, exploded above Siberia, leaving 800 square miles of scorched or blown down trees. That was a big event. Some people still believe it wasn't an asteroid or asteroid, as they say. Um, was something else. Anyway, that happened today in 1908. Today in 1934, Adolf Hitler launched his blood purge of political and military rivals, but that were within his own party in Germany. It became known as the Night of the Long Knives. Today in 1936, Margaret Mitchell's novel, Gone with the Wind, was published. Today in 1958, the U.S. Senate passed the Alaska statehood bill by a vote of 64 to 20. 20, 20 congressmen did not want, or the Senate, or senators, 20 senators did not want Alaska to become a state. Today, in 1982, the proposed Equal Rights Amendment to the U.S. Constitution that expired after it was had been for seven years, then it was extended three more years. Jimmy Carter. President Jimmy Carter, pretty much he and Rosalind gave their lives to passing, getting this Equal Rights Amendment passed. It failed, much like his presidency failed. Today, in 1986, the Supreme Court in Bowers versus Hardwick ruled five to four the states could outlaw homosexual acts between consenting adults. The Supreme Court effectively reversed that in 2003. 
2013, 19 elite firefighters, known as members of the Granite Mountain Hotshots, they were killed battling a wildfire northwest of Phoenix. It's a tragic, tragic situation. I think the fires burned around behind them, and before they were able to regroup, it just overwhelmed them. Five years ago today, the Defense Secretary Ash Carter announced that transgender people would be allowed to serve openly in the U.S. military. And one year ago today, Boston's Arts Commission voted unanimously to remove a statue depicting a freed slave kneeling at Abraham Lincoln's feet. Interesting because we, we're not hearing a lot about in the news today about removal of statues and all that kind of thing, but it's still going on. Back this morning, as we speak, this morning, Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. in the morning, Pacific time, they are talking about removing busts of famous people from our capital in Washington, D.C. There are Congress people debating that as we speak today, which ones to remove ones that are offensive to people who visit the Capitol. That is so subjective. I mean, how can you ever please all the people all the time? Well, you can't, obviously. But they're trying to do that, and they're sitting in there spending taxpayer money, hand over fist, trying to decide which of those statues in the Capitol. There's a bunch of them there, as you know, and some of them are bust. Some of them are full, you know, statue of the full person standing famous people that have been instrumental in the growth of America and the development of America. Obviously, there are people there that held different views, and some, yeah, they were probably pro-slavery. I don't know. But the point is, how, how did we get to a point where we are just constantly ravaging history to be sure that there's no one or nothing there that can offend anyone? That is a fool's errand. There is no way. No way that we can come to some kind of a conclusion on this. It will just be endless. Abraham Lincoln, no, away with him, because there's a slave that was kneeling down beside him. He wasn't actually kneeling. The slave, I've seen the statue. It isn't actually kneeling at his feet. He's knelt beside him as they were looking toward an horizon, and the, the guy that, that sculpted that is, has said that his idea was that the slave had been in bondage and now Lincoln had set him free and together they were looking at the future. Who cares? They don't care. They just want to get rid of these people. It's an amazing thing. We live in an amazing time. President Joe Biden expressed his alarm yesterday over record high temperatures in Portland, Oregon, <laughs> promising to spend more money on natural infrastructure to fight climate change. He was talking to the press in one of his rare moments that he talks to the press. But what he does, he gets pretty chatty. The president spoke about the heat wave in the Pacific Northwest. We all in the Northwest know about that. Thankfully, it's it's kind of passing now. But anyway, during a trip to Wisconsin, he was promoting infrastructure spending, trillions of dollars, temperatures have skyrocketed in the Northwest, over 100 degrees, as we all know. I'll talk about that in a moment. and something that's kind of coming out of that. He said, anybody ever believe you turn on the news? He told the press uh, yesterday. He said, everybody believe you'd turn on the news and see it's 116 degrees in Portland, Oregon? 
Biden said 116 degrees. Then he added sarcastically, he said, but don't worry, there's no global warming. It doesn't exist. It's a figment of our imagination. He said the United States needed to prepare even more extreme weather as, as a re, for, for even more extreme weather as a result of climate change. Then he went off on climate change and he said that is the most existential threat facing America today. That is even more dangerous, I guess is the word, than all of the enemies that are trying to destroy America. Climate change. Psalm 24 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? I want to talk a little bit about that today from a current issue point of view. I want to talk about something that's happening today. But keep in mind this verse 3. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who doth not lift it up his soul into vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. But who shall stand in his holy place? Is climate crisis about to give us another lockdown? It seems like there are people that are preparing for that. No, I'm not making this up. There's a lot of discussion going on about a possible lockdown due to climate crisis. When these people are putting these words out here, whether it's the President of the United States or some local politician, far-left politician, when they're putting these ideas out there of we gotta, we gotta have to really address this, this is the most existential threat that faces America today, and so on, and they're saying this over and over and over again, yes, they're doing that so they can spend more money and take more money out of the government, which is the people's money. It's out of your pocket and mine. I think we understand that. Even the left understands that. They just don't care about it. But when they're talking about doing this, they're, they're really talking about what they, their initial and their, their, their basic uh, agenda is, and that is to reset America, whether it's getting rid of you know, images of people in, the, in our Capitol building in, in uh, D.C. that are offensive to them or they don't agree with or whatever. It's the same thing that Hitler was doing on this day. He was purging his party of people that disagreed with him. And that is essentially going on now. I don't know. I wouldn't call this the night of long knives, but I mean, it could be called, you know, the night of getting rid of history or whatever. But that whole spirit is alive today. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that Joe Biden is like Hitler. I mean, don't make that connection. I'm just saying there is a spirit in the human race that is not that is not of God, it's, it's fact, it's anti-God, it's anti-Scripture, and sometimes they do what they're doing in the name of the Lord. And in regards to climate, that is the case often. They do it as 
Nancy Pelosi is always quoting scripture. She makes up scriptures. I mean, I've talked about that on this program in the past. She'll just come up and she'll say, well, the Bible says so-and-so and so-and-so, and and it doesn't say that. In fact, I I remember distinctly talking about that here about a year or so ago. She was talking about climate change, and she was quoting these verses. And someone asked her, a press guy, maybe he grew up in Sunday school or something, I don't know, he said, where in the Bible is that? I I think he was interested more than trying to pin her down. He was a, a liberal guy. Uh, for I think it was NBC or something, and she's well, I don't know, but I quote it all the time, and I know it's true. And so a couple of theologians got a hold of that, and they said, no, there's nowhere in the Bible, there's not even a verse that can be construed to be saying that about the climate, the environment. So there is that pretense that we're doing this in the name of the Lord, we're, but in doing so, they kind of ascend into the hill of the Lord. They kind of take the place of God to become the powerful, the influencers of our nation. Amid this record-setting temperatures across Washington State, Oregon, the West, California, leaders are pointing to this ongoing threat of climate change. Washington's Governor Inslee, he says, we've got to do more than turn up our ACs. Dr. Jeff Dushin, he's a King County public health officer, he says this heat is linked to a much larger crisis. These are all statements made within the last two days. We've got to do, he said, this heat is linked to much larger crisis. He warned that this climate change crisis is only projected to worsen. So if you think it was hot, Seattle at 108 and Portland at 115 and so on, Salem, Oregon at 117. If you think that's hot, you just wait. It's going to get a lot worse. That's what they're saying. Some are suggesting that another lockdown is needed for this climate crisis. And they have evidence, quote unquote, to back up their suggestion. The Puget Sound had three consecutive days of 100 degrees for the first time in history this past week. And it was marked by all-time highs in several other cities. That's true. In fact, the New York Times even got a hold of this. They reported, quote, New York Times, it reached 115 degrees in Portland, Oregon on Monday, the second day in a row that the city has broken a heat record. Salem, Oregon, and Seattle also set records. New York Times. On Monday, Salem was the hottest place in the country at 117 degrees. On Monday, Seattle also broke a record for the highest temperature ever recorded by the National Weather Service in Seattle at 108 degrees. The previous high was 105 degrees in 2009. Dr. Dushin warns that this is only the beginning. Much larger crisis is coming. It's going to impact our health and economics. It's going to have consequences on both. But he isn't alone in his warnings. Washington Governor Jay Inslee, he posted on social media this week, our state is in the middle of a dangerous heat wave. Please stay indoors when you can, avoid strenuous activities, stay hydrated, and check in with your neighbors. There's nothing about that that I don't agree with. But I have to ask the question, how did we get by before Governor Inslee ascended to the governorship? I mean, how did we get by without the governor telling us that it's dangerous when it gets this hot. Please stay indoors when you can. Avoid strenuous activities. 
Stay hydrated. Drink a lot of water or something. Check in with your... I mean, how how did we live before these people managed us and these 20-something-year-olds on the news doing their stories from a sidewalk somewhere that's sweltering, telling us to be careful? How did we make it? I don't know. I don't know. As a kid, I don't think they were on TV doing that yet. But somehow, some of us survived, and here we are today, and we can't help ourselves. And I'm making a point, and I don't think I'm overstating it. There is this sense among the progress, so-called progressive left, and it permeates the news, this sense that you don't, you can't make it without them telling you what to do and when to do it. And it's even maybe Governor Inslee was well-intentioned here. I don't know him personally. Maybe he was well-intentioned. He was just trying to be a good guy. But I'm, my point is that they're all trying to tell us what to do and when to do it. And sometimes it's stupid, like drink water. Well, I've been drinking water for quite some time now. And I kind of know when I need to drink water. And sometimes I drink it even when I'm not thirsty. But most of the time it's when I'm thirsty. Yeah, I get all that. I'm sure that gave direction to those who need it, who can't think for themselves, but most people can. Then he posted this. He said, we cannot just turn up the AC. We have to turn up our efforts to fight the threat that is now intruding on our lives. Climate change. That's a quote. What is, <laughs> what does he mean by turn up our efforts to fight the threat? Does he mean drinking water and checking in on our neighbors? No, I don't think that's what he means. No, he has a lot more than that in mind. This guy that's with NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric uh, Organization, Tom Delibrio, he agrees. He came on and he told the press, he said, there's plenty of evidence to show that high temperatures and heat waves have become worse due to climate change. President Biden has been saying climate change is now the greatest threat to America. It's as great a threat as white supremacy. And white supremacy is bad. You know that. I know that. I mean, it's horrible. Everybody in America that's white has a supremacist philosophy. We've been told that many times. In fact, black Americans who are conservative, they're also white supremacists. Really, they are. They're grouped right in with that doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. If you're not one of the left, you're a white supremacist. And again, I'm not overstating that. But how might we turn up our efforts to fight this threat? How can we join with the Governor Inslee and turn up our efforts and fight this threat? Selwyn Duke, writing for the New American, he noted this week, it was yesterday, I think, he noted that in late February... Globalist Group World Economic Forum, and that's what caught my attention because I've talked about the World Economic Forum before a number of times. They're a globalist organization. But they posted a tweet with an embedded video that proclaimed incredibly that lockdowns are quietly improving cities around the world. Don't think for a moment that the left isn't paying attention to what these kinds of organizations are saying and thinking. World Economic Forum. The organization continues. 
according to Duke's article here in the New American. He said, Earth's uh, seismic noise, I mean, he's not saying that, they're saying it, but he's quoting them. Earth's seismic noise has been the lowest in decades due to lockdowns. Duke notes that President Biden said in December of 2020, quote, today I'm pleased to announce a team that will lead my administration's ambitious plan to address the existential threat of our time, climate change. Biden continued, quote, folks, we're in a crisis just like we need to be a unified nation to respond to COVID-19. We need a unified response to climate change. And from this crisis, from these crises, I should say, he said, I'm quoting him, we need to build back better than we were before. Duke also notes that Fox News' Tucker Carlson picked up on this, and on his show he asked, what does this mean? Directing the question to his guest, who was Climate Depot founder Mark Morano. Morano has done a lot of study, and he's involved a lot of people. He's always dismissed by the left, which is the press, the president, and all of that group. But he's always dismissed, this Morano, as a kook, but he isn't. He gathers material, it's peer-reviewed often, and it isn't in line with what the left is saying about human-caused global warming or climate change. Morano said the climate activists were jealous. He told Tucker, when COVID lockdowns happened, he said they were, be- I'm quoting him, they said, he said they were beside themselves saying, how is this happening? Everyone from Greta Thunberg to John Kerry to UN officials are now saying, we need to follow this pattern. It's working. If we can shut down for a virus, we can shut down for climate. And that's beginning to move forward, and that's why I'm talking about it this morning. That is happening. There are people moving toward that. They want to see that happen for their own agenda. There are academics in Australia proposing adding climate change to death certificates right now. Bill Gates is advocating for this. And he's saying the death toll will be greater, much greater than the virus than the virus ever was. He said as much as the virus was devastating to the humanity around the world, this is going to be far worse. So he supports adding that to the death certificates. Duke says in his article, we have an international agency report that came out calling for essentially the same type of lockdowns, everything from restrictions on your thermostat to restrictions of your moving. You know, you can only fly in a climate emergency when it's a, quote, moral, morally, when it's, quote, morally justifiable. You know, kind of like a lockdown, you have to justify going to the store for essential services. Morano told Tucker Carlson that Chuck Schumer is urging Biden to declare a national climate emergency, just like a blue state governor, he can have those emergency powers, according to Schumer. That's where we are. That conversation is taking place now. And Schumer is urging Biden to act like a governor like Jay Inslee and just have emergency powers because you said you can have those under the Constitution and begin to declare lockdowns like like Inslee has been doing in Washington and Kate Brown in Oregon and, you know, the, the drill. We've been through it for a year and a half. They're looking at doing this again if they can hype this existential threat thing high enough on the climate change to get some traction. And they have the full compliance of the press. 
In reality, the danger lies not in the threat posed by climate change, but in the proposed solutions. This would be true even if man-caused global warming thesis were valid. But it has so many holes in it. Gary, everybody knows the climate is warming. Yes, there's no question that Sunday and Monday were much, much hotter than today, Wednesday. There's no question about that. Is it generally warming? Well, that's disputed. It depends on who's measuring what and where and what instruments are using. But, okay. Climate change, global warming, is it really man-caused, though? Boy, there's a lot of division on that. Not everybody agrees with that at all. The Washington Post was quick to strongly suggest that 12-story condominium tower that crashed down last Thursday in Miami, or near Miami. They said in their headline, it may be the effects of climate change. They noted that the 159 people missing as of Friday, they're finding some of them. They've all been dead. I think I saw a news thing just a few minutes ago that said there were 18 people, 18 or 19 people have been found all deceased. But anyway, they noted that the 159 people missing as of Friday may be linked to sea level change and climate change, but it's clear that South Florida has been on the front lines of sea level rise and the effects of climate change on the infrastructure in that region. This Dr. Roger Pelkey Jr. at the University of Colorado Boulder, he's done an extensively peer-reviewed paper titled Economic Normalization of Disaster Losses from 1998 to 2020, a literature review and assessment. He didn't do this to support conservatives. He did it for economic reasons and economic companies, large companies, employed him. They granted the money for him to do the research. It was strictly an economic thing. But in it, he includes 54 normalization studies published between 98 and 2020, and he said, and he finds, quote, there is little evidence to support claims that any part of the overall increase in global economic losses documented on climate time scales can be attributed to the human-caused changes in climate, reinforcing, reinforcing conclusions of recent assessments of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. On March 20, 2019, Associated Press announced in a headline, Heat Records Falling Twice as Fast as Cold Ones, AP Finds. That was a lie. It just was. AP claimed to have looked at 424 weather stations throughout the lower 48 states that had consistent temperature records since 1920. They concluded that two warm records were set for every cold record that was set. They lied. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. The frequency of hot days has plummeted in the U.S. over the past century. But in the context of 118 or 17 degrees in Salem, Oregon, this stuff plays, and they know it. And that's why they're out there, Biden and all these guys are saying what they're saying. I got a hold of the chart, and I put it in an article that I wrote today. It's on our website, faithandfreedom.us his chart and a link to his entire study, and it's pretty significant, is there. And you can look at it if you want to. I mean, I would encourage you to do it. It isn't a matter of him saying, I think it's this way or I think it's that way. I mean, the record is there. And what AP said is not true. It's just simply not true. That isn't what the science is saying. It's what it's what Associated Press was saying. So I have that stuff there. You can take a look at it. 
But I will tell you that God created the heaven and the earth and put man in dominion over it. Yes, we are to take care of it. Yes, we are, but we're not to worship it. When we begin to worship the earth, we are ascending under the heel of the Lord, and we're trying to stand in his holy place. I'll see you tomorrow.